guys, guys, we're at our 50th episode. And true to character, if you haven't learned by the 50th episode, we have completely forgotten to mention it in the episode. (laughs) That's actually 50. But thank you all so, so much for everything. And we're excited to see where the next 50 episodes take us. Who knows? Maybe episode 100 is going to be even sweeter. (laughs) Ah! You'll find out why in the next, in in the episode. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoy! Three, two, one! Recycling. Tape. Can you recycle tape? I said, uh, prop. <laughs> you can recycle Maybe. the container the tape comes in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about back to school supplies. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I um, was trying to think about anything other than the color of the wall in front of me, which is yellow. And I did it. <laughs> good job (laughs) thank you thank you all right chai there welcome to cream and sugar hey Allie. hey julia so today i slipped on some ice and then when i got up i was craving pasta must have been italian ice (laughs) (laughs) is that how that works (laughs) you you slip on it you're like hmm pasta Yep, it was it was a very strange craving, but here we are. Understandable. You know, actually, this will come back in my How You Bruin when we get there. How? Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> Oops. Oh, no, it's fine. And intro music to avoid awkward laughing. <laughs> We're just lining up perfectly. What was the thing we lined up earlier? Oh, fall. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So today's topic um, loosely is going to be Italian ice. I'm still not telling you everything yet until we actually start talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But before I get into that, how you brewing? I I do be brewing. Yeah. I be (laughs) brewing. My little uh, bullets for how you brew in today are books, because books are exciting, and living in <laughs> fall, because as you will hear, I think later, or maybe earlier, per the time travel, I'm very excited about fall. But the biggest one I want to talk about is that online dating is difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, last night was the first time I have ever been stood up by a online date. Literally... A date that confirmed the time and the place of the date within 48 hours of the date. And then by the date, said good morning to me the day of, asked how I slept, and then unmatched me on everything all of a sudden. My only theory is that he accidentally met the love of his life and just knew it. And if that's the case, power to him. Otherwise, I hope he has a really hard time finding anyone because that's not adult. Even if... I don't want to be vindictive, but even if he found somebody he really cared about, I think he is cowardly for not just saying, hey, never mind. Because, like, I wasn't that upset yesterday 
But the more I think about it this morning, like I could have done so much with those two hours that I spent rushing home to get ready to go back out to wait and see to come back home. Like I could have cleaned up my whole place and woke up this morning to a clean place. I could have gone out and gotten like proper dinner instead of panic ordering pizza because it was already 730 and I was really hungry. Like there's so many things, you know, and all it would take is just a hey, never mind. I'm not going to make it. Have a good life. Bye. And disappear. Don't right. even need a just, reason. Just something really simple. Mm-hmm. That's that's really not the way to do it. Right. Like, why? But we were going to go get pasta at an Italian place, <laughs> which is how we bring it all back around. Uh, Maybe we should have a date and go on this pasta date instead, because it's, you talked it up. I mean, well, I like Trevinia, which is the, the Italian place we we're going to go to. However... I would very much be down for moving an Italian date with Mike, of course, as well, to the new place <laughs> that you talked about. That sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. We can see if the new town that we're going to be in is, has really good Italian. Yeah. The thing is that we're ne- we're now in two towns. We're mm-hmm. in the main town that we're moving to. Mm-hmm. And we're also 10 minutes from another major town in South Carolina. Ooh. Which I'm very excited about because it's like 30 minutes from where we are currently. Uh-huh. So I don't usually go in that area. Literally, I've only been there like once. Right. So I'm excited to be trying all of these new foods. Mm-hmm. We so have you can help me. New area unlocked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The um, map suddenly moves out of the clouds. A fog lifts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other than that escapade yesterday... I am very excited and getting back into reading a lot. I have purchased uh, the entirety of the Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice impulsively. uh, And I am not rereading Interview because I watched it so many times. But I am already in the middle of the Vampire Lestat. Plus also reading The Time Traveler's Wife. Plus getting ready for spooky reading in the fall. So lots of stuff going on there. Um, And yeah, I've already had another pumpkin coffee today. Probably going to have another one tomorrow. I'm going to keep going till I'm sick of it. Uh, but anyway. I'm going to live fall vicariously through you. <laughs> Do you want me to like just text you every time I get really excited about it? So you have like the little. Yes. I can voice memo you. Every time I want to just like rave about <laughs> fall, I'll send you a voice memo and be like, here, you can have this for later. It's, I need to start doing this when it gets close to Christmas time too. Because I am notoriously a Scrooge. Yes. Okay, this I, is like, a brilliant plan. I, like, despise Christmas things. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're going to do it. And I will give you, like, my whimsical... I will I will do it especially when I'm in my full-on whimsical looking at the world through Studio Ghibli eyes, you know? Like, yes. here are the really hyper-specific smells and tastes and feels that are happening around me right now that are making me feel cozy. Thank you. Yes, you're very welcome. I do have one key memory, mm-hmm. and it's it was... Uh, when we were about to go to our friend's wedding, we came and stayed with you. Um, and then Mike and I were going to go to that wedding while you were doing other things. It was somebody's birthday. Yes. Yeah. Um, your Aunt Francie? What month was it? October. It's Mike's birthday. Yeah, yeah. then it was Francie. Or Aunt Chrissy. Yeah, They're I... on the same weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, I know you've, I know you've gone to Aunt Francie things Instead of Mike's birthday, which which I understand, yeah. it's family. But, like, I, I know that one. <laughs> yes. 
I'm like, yes, Aunt Francie's birthday. Yes, yes. Yeah, because Aunt Chrissy's <gasps> complete sidetrack. It was I was at Aunt Francie's, you were at wedding, <laughs> then we did Mike's birthday. Then when you were getting ready to leave, that lady in the parking lot was talking about the person that stole the gun out of her car, and then I went to And Aunt we got Chrissy's. free furniture. Yeah. That free furniture is going in our new house. Good. <laughs> I know where it's going in the new house. Perfect. Um. Anyway, sorry. No, you're Your happy good. memory about Christmas, I think. Or oh, fall. right. No, no. It was so that day that we were supposed to go to the wedding. Uh-huh. Or October. No, it was either October 1st or October 2nd. Uh-huh. And it was cold. Like, the there was an actual fall breeze. Mm-hmm. And you had the windows open and we watched all of Over the Garden Wall. Yeah, that morning. Mm-hmm. That is a key memory for fall in my mind right now because the temperature was correct and the atmosphere was correct. And we made the fancy croissants and had the oh, coffee. Yes. All right, that feeling, that moment oh. is how I feel about the entire season. They were, weren't they like rosemary and brie or something? Was what was in them? Rosemary and blueberry jam. It was your oh, dad's yeah, that jam was right. with rosemary. Oh, and yes. then we did some that were like just chocolate because we weren't sure about the rosemary. But it turned Ooh, out. They're going to send us home with some blueberry jam. Excellent. I think dad made like 52 jars. <laughs> All <So>. right. Um, <laughs> we should make the rosemary blueberry jam croissants while we're up there if they want to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know dad will. Mm hmm. Dad's probably going to want to make actual croissants, so we're going to have to bargain with him that we can get Pillsbury. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm fine either way. Unless... I'll see what kind of commitment he wants. Unless he (laughs) wants to make scones. Ugh. If we ask nicely, he'll make scones. Uh Uh-huh. I'll be like, hey. Anyway, so yeah, that feeling of that morning is how I feel about all of fall. So anytime I have that feeling, I'll just let you know one way or the other. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. It'll be uh, a voice memo or it'll be like a zip file so I don't have to spam you of just like a bunch of pictures from Pinterest that give me that feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll just constantly mood board for you. What was the side effect with the eyes for the catnip? Uh, it just said don't put it in your eye. I thought there was like a specific side effect for eyes. Mm-mm. There was a My headache. eye is itchy. My eyes have been itchy a lot recently. I think they're just dry. Anyway... Um, now that we're 11 <laughs> minutes into it, how you brewing? <laughs> besides an itchy eye. Well, yeah, besides my eye being really itchy, um, I'm currently brewing pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for dinner tonight because we're going out with my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, oh, actually it wasn't just because. Um, one of my coworkers has a lady friend in town and he wanted mm-hmm. to introduce her to all of us. Uh-huh. So we're tormenting her with the whole gang. Excellent. Yeah! Yeah! Um, but I'm really excited because I'm having margaritas. Hey! And I haven't been able to really drink since the surgery because I've been on aspirin and Tylenol, and my liver just really couldn't handle that because it's mm. not safe. Yeah. So fair. now that I'm off of the aspirin and I haven't had any medicine today, I'm having margaritas! Hey! And it's going to hit you even harder since you haven't had it in like a month. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but in all seriousness, I've talked about most of the things I wanted to talk about in How You Brewing in our last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I am going to talk about is how much I'm loving Lord of the Rings reading it. Yeah? It's so good. 
the thing is, it's dense. Very, mm-hmm. very dense. Mm-hmm. And I put it down for like two months. Right. I got halfway through it. As a matter of fact, I was almost finished with book one of book one. Book one is split into book one and book two. Okay. And then there's Two Towers and then um, Return of the King. Okay, they're right behind me. I can look. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> okay. But um, Fellowship is broken into book one and book two. Unnamed, just book one and book two. Okay. And I was almost into finishing book one and I put it down. I was like, I need a break. Fair. And then I was at physical therapy and we were talking about reading. And I was like, well, recently I've been reading The Mirror Visitor, but I have to get... Hi, Toulouse. (laughs) But I have to get the next two audiobooks, which I'd have to pay for because they're not on Libby Mm. for my library. Uh Uh-huh. So I stopped listening to them for a while and then i was like well i was also reading lord of the rings for a little while and i was really enjoying it but i just haven't picked it up in a, in a good minute mm-hmm. and maybe two days after that i started reading again nice that's awesome yeah but i literally have not been able to put it down i also found a really good reading background yeah it's rain sounds but it's a giant round window with a bookshelf behind it and cozy pillows and and stuff and it and mm-hmm. it's just raining and nice mm. and it looks like a hobbit hole so it it's it's fits yeah that's perfect it's also an 8 hour long video so i don't have to restart it all the time yeah i um i have defaulted back as part of my getting into fall to a crackling fireplace i think we're going to put that back on when it gets closer to winter mm mm-hmm. mhm but I have been reading nonstop. That's fantastic. I'm currently on page 249. Dang. Out <laughs> of 400 and something? Yeah. No, 300 and something. I'm I'm more than halfway through. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm doing really well. Yeah. I love that feeling when you're reading a book and then you're like, all I want to do is read this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really great, honestly. Mm-hmm. It makes me happy to be reading again and reading something that's age appropriate. Yeah. I wouldn't consider Lord of the Rings young adult. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not like mature, but it's also not easy to read. Right. It, no, it's definitely an adult book. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. The reason I hesitated is because like anytime I go into reading slump, like when I just took a break, I always go to young adult to get myself back into it, which is why I started with Harry Potter. It's more interesting. Right. And it's easier. And I feel like I'm progressing faster. So I'm like, all right, cool. I can read. You know, I know how and to read. And we're also young adults. Right. There's no there's no age limit to young adult. I think young adult is anything younger than uh, 79. Yeah. <laughs> Once you hit 79, though, mm-mm, done. No more no, for you. Adult. Regular adult. <laughs> Full on adult. I would consider those adulty adults. Yeah. The adultiest of adults, perhaps. Anyways, that's how I'm brewing. Good. That's a pretty <laughs> good place to be brewing. I do have a quick fire question for you. All right. What is your favorite flavor of Italian ice? All right. This is going to be really funny for the listeners later. Um, okay. I've only really had Italian ice 
in the I forget what the brand is called. It starts with an L, but they're like little cups you get in the freezer section mm-hmm. at Walmart. Hold on, I can find it. I only know Rita's. I think it starts with an L. Lindy's. Oh, yeah, I know those. Yeah. Um, and my favorite flavor of those is watermelon. Because <laughs> it's just so, like, juicy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do not like the lemon one because it's just sour. Yeah. Which is funny. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> what about you? What is your favorite flavor of Italian ice? I honestly can't tell you what mine is because I I don't think I've had it enough to have a favorite. That's fair. Italian ice wasn't really something that we had a lot of growing up. We'd usually get pints of ice cream and I just, we just never got it. I think the, the closest thing I got was sherbet at hibachi restaurants. That's fair. I think my family probably got it because Italian ice is more popular in cities like Philadelphia, where all of my family is from, and yeah. there's a more dense population of Italians. <laughs> so, you know. We'll actually talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But they moved down here, and uh, Italian ice isn't as common. So my, I think my dad in particular, maybe, or maybe it was somebody else. It was just kind of around when I was little, so I got used to yeah. it. And then I was an adult and I realized I could buy it myself. And that's always nice. <laughs> I have adult money. <laughs> Can't no one stop me. But I know, <laughs> other than that, very little about Italian ice. Well, would you like to learn about it? No, I'm okay. Oh, okay. All right. And that's our episode. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> yes, please. Bow. I would like to learn. Okay. <laughs> Teach me the ways. You got it. So. Aha. Uh-huh. I guess what you should know first is that it wasn't originally called Italian ice. So that's, that's really what I want to start with. As a matter of fact, there everything that is like Italian ice was originally based off of one specific drink. Oh, okay. And I've decided to address this now instead of in the history part, just because I'm really excited to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Although, now that I think about it, that does make more sense than an icy like treat coming from Italy and it just always being called Italian ice. That'd be, yeah. that'd be like me going to Sonic and then being like, this is American ice. Yep. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's pretty appropriate. Maybe. But anyway, anyway, what is it called? <laughs> so the original name for Italian ice is called a granita. Oh, okay. And anywhere you look up, Original Italian ice or like history of Italian ice, it's going to say that it was based on the Italian uh, dessert drink called a granita. Hmm. Neat. Granita or granita siciliana is a type of Sicilian dessert and it's a semi-frozen liquid based typically on water, sugar, fruit and or fruit juice. Okay. And this dessert is different from sorbet as it has a grainier texture, hence the name granita. Ah, it's got the good, good ice crunchies in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is that this is going to be a two part story. One part's going to be about Italian ice and the other one is going to be about the granita and how we got both of those and how they're very cl- closely related. All right. I'm down. They're in fact, not the same thing. Oh, Okay. 
but very, very closely related. You can't have one without the other. Got it. For the recipe today, I am going to focus on the granita just because it's something new and exciting to look at or to learn about. Mm -hmm. And you can't typically buy this in an American store. So I was like, we're going to make it. Yeah. So the recipe I have came from 196flavors.com. Okay. Uh, basically, it's 196 countries, a world of flavors. So oh. this is a blog based on countries and food. That is such a great... It's kind of a pun. 196 countries and a world of flavors. Because it's flavors from around the world. Yeah. I like that a lot. This this website is really cool. I highly recommend checking it out. Not only did they have the two recipes that you and I used. Mm-hmm. Mm, did I give you the one from this? I'll find out. Okay. Not only did they have our recipes, um, they have seven flavors alone and there's more. Mm-hmm. Many, wow. many more. Um, so thank you, 196flavors.com. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend checking them out. Uh, the one that I'm going to give us is based, uh, is one of the original flavors. It's the lemon one. Mm-hmm. So for a lemon granita, you need four cups of water, three quarters cup of sugar, and four organic lemons and their zest. Mm-hmm. And basically what you're going to do is you're going to press the lemons and grate the zest. And into a large saucepan, you're going to add the lemon juice, water, sugar, and zest, and boil it for about five minutes. Once you do that, you cool it and pour it into a shallow dish, preferably rectangular, but as Allie later proved, a pie dish works really well. Mm-hmm. And then you cover it and place it in the freezer. I did not cover it. Maybe that was my issue. I also did not cover it because I forgot. Excellent. We are very good at following instructions. <laughs> Is this a five-step process? I'm going to forget a half a step. <laughs> this is a four-and-a-half-step process. <laughs> Whoops. The last thing you're going to do is every 30 minutes, you're going to take a fork and lightly scrape the surface to form ice crystals, but not to turn it completely into a block of ice like I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you're dish is too wide and you don't have the correct amount of liquid you form a really thin layer of liquid and it freezes too fast so check on it every 15 minutes i would say the first time and if you think that 15 is too slow then you know bump it up to 30 etc yeah but once you have a semi-solid liquid you pour it into a cup and enjoy mm-hmm. and see i made mine at a half batch so it was two lemons two cups of water and like I literally, I made the whole thing and then I took out half of it. So whatever half a three-quarter cup of sugar is. Um, And based on that, I only had to scrape it really once and then it was good to go. So, and that was in a nine-inch pie dish. Yeah, I'm, yours turned out fantastically. I'm really happy with how yours turned out. Mm -hmm. I also did a half recipe, but I didn't do it well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yours also was just different process. Yes, mine was a little different. It did come from the same recipe uh, page, 
Uh, and it just says for watermelon granita. And it's half of a seedless watermelon, half of half a cup of icing sugar, which I'll talk about why I wouldn't consider this traditional. Okay. And the juice of a lemon. So I used half a lemon, a quarter of a watermelon, and a quarter cup of icing sugar. Mm, gotcha. And I blended it until it was smooth and a liquid. And then I poured it onto a baking sheet and I shoved it into the freezer. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And then I scraped it every 30 minutes and I should have scraped it every 15 or so. That's okay. So when we... um, When we made this this morning... This is such a precise thing to get the ice crystals right and the consistency right that we did already go ahead and try it. Um, We just waited until it was the right time and we were like, all right, we're going to record this now. Yep. So we will go ahead and jump to the part where we try it. But keep in mind, we're missing some information like we're calling it Italian ice the whole time because we don't currently know that it's called a granita. Yeah. Yeah. And how why mine is incorrect, and <laughs> you'll learn why. <laughs> Hold on. We'll get there. Pause for dramatic effect. Okay, I am actually going to take this lemony garnish off, because I don't want to bonk myself in the face with it. It'll probably be easier to drink it like that <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. Or, Are you ready to dink it? I am ready to dink it. Dink! Mmm. It good. It tastes like a slushy lemonade. Oh, it's sour. But like <laughs> so sweet somehow. Like not bitter sour. Just made my my jaw tingly sour. Ooh. Really sour. Mm-hmm. This would be so refreshing on a really hot day. Agreed. Mm. I see the appeal. This is like Sweeter than lemonade. And also more sour than lemonade. Does freezing a lemon make the taste different? I don't know. How many lemons did you use? Two. Hmm. Mm. It's also the zest, though. Oh, yeah. It was boiled as a simple syrup and then frozen. That would make it really bitter because there's a lot of oils in the lemon zest. But it's not bitter at it's, all. It's the zest way to get flavor. <laughs> got him. <laughs> mm. I gotta say, watermelon, fresh watermelon, frozen, there's literally no way to do this wrong. Mm. This isn't technically correct, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. This- I'm I'm happy with this. This is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Will I suffer from heartburn? Probably. But will it be worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was also a lot easier. Mm. I only had to scrape mine twice. And really, I think it could have gone with just once if I just timed it correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think next time in the future, I'm going to have a deeper dish because that seemed to help you out a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it... um. Like, the top two-thirds of it were frozen, and then the bottom third was liquid. So I just kind of got to smush it all together. Mm-hmm. There are definitely some watermelon seeds in here, but I'm okay with that. That's fine. Extra crunch. 
Mm -hmm. I think I might end up drinking the other half of this when we record the rest of this episode, actually. Like, what <laughs> happened to the freezer. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I give the rest of mine to Mike. I think he's really going to like it. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Brain freeze? No. I just smushed a piece of ice on my tongue. And it made my tongue super tingly. La -la 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 -la. <laughs> ah. Okay. All right. I'm vibing. Yeah. I'm trying to not like chug it so I don't make myself sick. So that's why I keep putting it down and picking it back up. Mm-hmm. The American in me wants to eat this really fast. <laughs> and the one who did the notes tells me that I need to eat this slowly. Mm. What? Italians don't chug and consume everything at a rapid speed? No. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's very frowned upon. <laughs> mm. Understandably. Yeah. I can see all the floating pieces of zest. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that it, summer's almost over for us because I want to make this a lot more. I mean, you could. You just do it anyway. You could do That's it. That's true. Can you make fall, like, fruits that are closer related to fall into Italian ice? Like, an apple? Yes, it wouldn't be traditional, but it's possible. Hmm. Um, in winter, orange, fresh oranges are available. True. Because oranges are a December fruit for some reason. Because why not? Ooh. I feel like a frozen orange juice would be really good. Mm -hmm. It would be like the push pops. Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's another version of this that I'll tell you about, um, but I'm going to wait because it comes with a little extra tidbits of information. You'll find out in uh, the next 30 minutes. All right. Uh, <laughs> Podcast-wise. Yes. In real life, maybe uh, the next um, couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I could make that one year-round. Oh. Okay. The fall in me is like, could I make a pumpkin Italian ice? Yes. <laughs> Would it be a good idea? Mm. Questionable. I don't know if I want a savory Italian ice. Do <laughs> uh, you consider pumpkin savory? Yes, because of the spices. Oh, no, I meant just pumpkin. Maybe a, a hint of cinnamon, but like... Um... I don't know that I would like pumpkin that cold. I don't know if I'd consider pumpkin sweet or savory. It's like a neutral. It's hearty. It's like asking if a bean is sweet. It, well, it depends on the bean. There are some beans I think that would be sweet. Could I name them right the second? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know they exist. They're buried in my memory somewhere. My coworker and I were describing red bean paste because they had never had anything with red bean. I said, well, red bean tastes like red bean. And they're like, well, that's not helpful. <laughs> but I'm not wrong. Yeah, how else do you describe it? It's it's unique. <laughs> it's starchy. But not too starchy. And it's red. Yeah. You take the bean and you make it red. 
It's really good. You like it? Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing it back in the freezer for a little bit because it's starting to melt. All Actually, the way. you should be drinking it like that. Oh, really? Yep. I want it a little bit harder. So I'm gonna... <laughs> I, I tried it. It's delicious. I'm just, I, just, I wanted a little bit uh, more... Uh, ice. Ice, yeah. Stiff. It's a drink. Oh. I say, it's a drink. He goes... Well, I put it in a bowl, so. <laughs> That's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, all in all, it was delicious. Yes, I just had the second half of it. It's gone already. Very I'm good. still, I still have the cup on my desk, and I'm just wishing there was more. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm looking at, like, a little half inch of liquid just absolutely full of lemon zest. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I might be making more because I have two more lemons. We'll see. Ooh. <laughs> so are you ready to dive into the actual history of this? Yes. I am ready to learn. So we'll start with the granita because it comes first. Okay. It also has a very rich history. <laughs> so there are two main theories about the origins of this drink. In the first version, the Arabs brought this creation to Sicily which, for those who are not geographically literate, like me, it's at the very bottom of Italy and is part of Italy. It's, the boot is kicking Sicily. Wow, that's rude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're part of Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, as of 1860, I believe they, have, they were a continuously owned property of Italy. <laughs> Also, I just realized how perfect it is that I happen to have a whole lot of Sicilian pizza sitting on my dining room table. Nice! I didn't even put that together! Mm -hmm. Nice. And you had it while we were having the granitas. Yes, and I'm going to have it after the granitas. Oops, <laughs> all pizza. Oops, all pizza. Oops, all Sicily. <laughs> uh, the other theory is the exact opposite, meaning the Sicilians brought it to the Arab nations. Okay. Both of these theories, though, date back to the 9th century. Mm. Um, so they're they're old. <laughs> That's older than the book about catnip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first theory, so the fact that Arabs brought this to Sicily, is the more regarded correct theory. Most historians would agree Okay. This is not something that is very historically recorded, though, but there is a nice story with it. Okay. Um, but the things that may discredit this first theory. Mm -hmm. The first one is that there was already a version of this drink in Rome, the Grattacica. I don't speak Italian. Grattacica. Grattacica. Yeah. I don't think that's it, but sure. Um... <laughs> The other is that Arab nations had sorbet after the invasion of Byzantine and Sassanian Those territories. I'm sorry, I'm not going to pretend to butcher your culture. Um, those territories. Uh, this word and sherbet, sherbet, which is not sherbet. I can look up why. Mm. I've always gotten them confused, just kind of eh. Yeah. Uh, stem from Indo-European word sorbera, 
which has a similar Greek and Persian expression. These were also traditionally made using floral and fruit infusions. I didn't even think about floral. Floral is accepted. Oh boy. Okay. Interesting. As a matter of fact, one of the most common flavors for this is rose. I was thinking either rose or lavender rosemary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rose is very, very common. Excellent. Okay. I have lots of roses to use up. <laughs> <laughs> With all this being aside, what's really important is that the Arabs were using snow from Mount Etna. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I had a fun fact about Mount Ma- Ma- When I was writing these notes, I did a little bit of research on Mount Etna because I didn't know where that was. Right. It turns out Mount Etna is really cool. I'm going to mm. go through this and then we'll go back back to Mount Etna. Okay. <laughs> but they were using snow from Mount Etna, which is the highest Mediterranean island mountain and the most active stratovolcano in the world. Does that mean it's tall? I think so. Okay. I'm going to look that up just it in case. It feels like it means it's a volcano that's up in the stratosphere. Stratovolcano. Stratovolcanoes, this is according to British Geological Survey, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) www.bgs.ac.uk. Thank you. Uh, Stratovolcanoes have relatively steep sides and are more cone-shaped than shield volcanoes. They are formed from viscous, sticky lava that does not flow easily. The lava, therefore, builds up around the sides... uh, Builds up around the vent, forming a volcano with steep sides. They're volcano-shaped. Why am I sticky? <laughs> Strato. <laughs> Strato volcanoes. Strato volcanoes. Oops. Okay. That makes sense. Whoa! I just got a thing from Google that says, Search an AI-powered boost. Try the new generative AI experiment from Google. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. You already do AI. I was like, I'm busy. Please stop. No, thank you. Um, so I'll leave that up so I can link it in there for you if you want to learn about volcanoes, because volcanoes are really cool. Mm-hmm. If you also want to learn about volcanoes, I highly recommend the volcanology episode on all- ologies hosted oh. by Allie Ward something. Allie, Allie Ward. Ward. It is awesome. Yeah. I have they a- talk about K2. What's K- I know I've heard of K2. I just don't remember it. K2, I think, is the second largest volcano in the world. Oh, okay. It it also has a very hard to pronounce name, which is why they call it K2. Ah, like Coach K. K2 at 8,611 meters or 28,000 feet above sea level is the second highest mountain on Earth after Mount Everest. Oh, Okay. And I don't uh, see Mount see. Everest exploding very often, so... K2, full name. Is K2 a volcano? Mm. Why would they talk about it on Volcanology? Well, I'm sure it, it, maybe it used to be. Maybe. Anyways, anyway. highly recommend go check out that episode. It's very informative. Mm-hmm. I am not a volcanologist, but she has one on there. Yeah. Anyways, we're talking about ice. (laughs) (laughs) Away from the heat, back to the ice. So they were using snow from Mount Etna for the Mm -hmm. granitas and sorbets. Okay. 
This is also when they introduced ice houses, which are carved out of the terrain of the mountain, which we did mention in the Affogato episode. Yeah. Essentially, they carved giant insulated holes in the mountain and Mm -hmm. kept snow in there year round. And then a... I can't remember what kind of royalty he was, whether he was an emperor or what kind of monarchy they had at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have their slaves run mount, run down the mountain with the snow at certain checkpoints and basically relay it from these um, from these ice houses to cool his drink. Yeah. I, I think his name is Nero. Yes. I think he was an emperor. Pretty sure. Emperor, yep, Emperor Nero. There you go. Emperor Nero was having them run from these ice houses with snow so he could cool his drinks. The You saying they have to run with the ice reminds me of us playing human fall flat with that ice block level. <laughs> trying to get it to not melt. And also yeah. me forgetting to close the level and random thing people spawning into our <laughs> world. We're like, oh, there's a duck. And we kick him out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. The sherbet was eventually transformed into the granita when they started using the snow to mix with lemon juice and sugar. Excellent. A good choice. Yes, this is this is the turning point. Mm-hmm. After this, the process became a little more complicated, and they introduced the two-bin method. Okay. Which would involve a larger bin that would hold snow, salt, and water, and then the smaller bin, which would hold... Lemon juice, sugar, and water. It's basically like an ice cream machine, like the old-fashioned ones, where you have the rock salt on the outside. Mm -hmm. But there's no cream involved. Oh, okay. You're just freezing fruit juice. Makes sense. Now they use modern machinery to achieve the right texture, but the drink actually has quite a ritual. Oh, okay. Go on. And I'm, I'm sad that I didn't do this research in time, because I would have requested that you also pick up some bread. What? what any kind of bread? No. <laughs> okay. Like, I got bread. So, but, like... So, granitas were made to be savored and, strangely enough, eaten with bread. Mm-hmm. They were often a breakfast food served with a coffee granita, which had a special type of brioche called tupo. Oh, okay. Which is a Sicilian word meaning shignon shignon okay i feel bad because i i can't pronounce it but i looked it up and google said it was french which is why i feel bad that i can't pronounce it it sounds really familiar it's french for hair bun okay i think it would be chignon i feel like that ig turns into a y google just says chignon there you go. Mm-hmm. But if you look up Tupo, you'll see a round swirl bread that looks like an uniced cinnamon bun. Ah, okay. But it looks like a hair bun. Yeah, that's cute. It looks like you made a little bun and then put a tiny bun on top of it and let them bake together. Uh-huh. <laughs> So what they would typically do is they would break off a piece of the brioche and dip it into the granita and eat it that way. Interesting. It was also an excuse to eat it at any time of the day. Mm. I never need an excuse, but I'll take it. 
I was watching an interview uh-huh. of a Sicilian gentleman speaking about how important granitas are to them. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, oh, this was on Amex. This is from AmexEssentials.com, which I was a little confused why they were talking about granitas in the first place. But right. then I watched this video. Um, Italian gentleman, granita siciliana uh, by Bam Bar, which is a bar that is in Sicily. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, when you say Amex, do you mean like American Express? Yep. Okay. Go on. <laughs> Anyways... I will link this video. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in Italian, but it's closed captioned. Okay. And he was going into detail about how much this drink means to them and the culture behind it and the history behind it. So if you want a really quick, too long, didn't read version of this, <laughs> watch this video. Um, but he goes, bam, you're eating brioche all day. I was like, man, I vibe with oh. that. Yes. some of the most common flavors are going to include lemon almond coffee and coffee with whipped cream which is going to be the typical one that's dipped into bread okay no bread is dipped into (laughs) i take my ice and i dip it in some bread yep (laughs) did the um the 196 countries blog thing have a coffee one i'm not sure let me see I have it up already. No, it's only fruit ones. Hmm. Oh, I lied. I lied. They do. Oh, okay, cool. Six strong cups of espresso coffee, 12 teaspoons of sugar, and Chantilly optional. Okay. Um, Let's see what the coffee one is. Make, make espresso and add uh, two teaspoons of sugar per cup. Mm-hmm. Cool and pour the mixture into a shallow rectangular freezer-proof bowl and then rinse and repeat. All right. Just freeze the coffee. Appropriate. Yeah. Cool. Sweeten it beforehand. Yes. And then enjoy. Neat. What if you made it? But they have all... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what if you made an affogato with a coffee granita? That's basically what the coffee and cream one is. Yeah. Mm, that would be great Mm. i love italians (laughs) (laughs) i like their food the italians were very nice oh okay i was gonna say i've never been to italy so like i can't i played charades with a guy uh in italy where i was trying to ask what this thing was and he was trying to explain it i think it was a water pump but Mm. there was definitely a language barrier there i went i don't understand i'm sorry (laughs) that's (laughs) i was like english he goes no. <laughs> I went, okay. Okay. Fair enough. He did not speak English, which was, I didn't expect him to. I was like, okay, what is this? Huh? <laughs> what is this? And uh-huh. I tried to look confused, like, huh? <laughs> I like the point to the head, like, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he eventually went back inside. It was probably like, stupid Americano. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, they There are all kinds of flavors now. It's very common to see all kinds of fruit and even pistachio. Nice. We love a good pistachio. Most ice cream flavors, like gelato flavors, we're not talking like chocolate chip. That'd be a little odd or like cookie dough. Not those kind of flavors, but like 
you know, chocolate, caramel. You'll mm-hmm. see some of those. Okay. So now we move on to Italian ice. Yes. And how did it get into the United States? Mm-hmm. Great question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to tell you a story All about of a how? Sicilian woman leave- living in Peterstown, New Jersey, who missed home. Aww. Specifically, her favorite childhood treat. I'd like to introduce you to Miss Caterina De Cosmo. All right. Nice to meet her. Caterina De Cosmo moved from Italy when she was, I don't know when. She moved from Italy and moved into New Jersey. She moved to Peterstown. Mm-hmm. And one summer she tried beating the heat by recreating one of her favorite ganitas made not by adding flavor to ice, but by freezing liquid freezing a liquid concoction while mixing it. I believe at this time she used the double bin method. Okay. Her first batch came out smooth, far less granular than a typical granita, and creamy despite not having any dairy. Hmm. With a sweet tart taste of sugared, fresh-squeezed lemon and a crisp, cooling mouthfeel. She shared this among her friends and family and regular customers at her small grocery store in an Italian-American enclave in Elizabeth City, or in Elizabeth, New Jersey, called Peterstown. Peterstown is part of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Got it. Okay. Does that kind of make sense? Yes. It is a Brooklyn of New York. Yes. Okay. And it was an immediate hit with all of her friends and family. Nice. In 1915, Katerina's Italian ice would be would become locally famous. Her husband Giovanni eventually decided to build a small shack next to their house mm-hmm. and made made from salvaged wood crates and pallets. All right. And dedicated the stand to selling the product. That's impressive. De Cosmo's Italian ice is still up and running to this day. They focus on a very on the very same recipe that Katarina used, and it does not have anything artificial and relies on in-season fruit. That's awesome. They have a dedicated consumer group that keeps them in business because it, this is word of mouth advertisement. Mm-hmm. They were saying in an interview that people were literally lined up down the block to be able to get this. Oh, because. They would start making it in the morning, and about noon is when they would be able to open it. Hmm. Because they're freezing it in the morning. Yeah. And you could only make it in small batches. Hmm. So by the time they opened it, they would have one flavor available, and then they might have a few more later in the evening. Yeah, that's really cool. Depending on what's left. Maybe we can add them to our list when we go up that way for Boston. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now... We're going to jump to 1984 when a business owner, when a business that's much better known was born, Rita's. I have heard of Rita's. Yes, I have never heard of DeCosmo's Italian Ice, but I have heard of Rita's. Mm-hmm. It's, Rita's is also not, has not always been in the South. Oh. It is primarily from Philadelphia. That's probably why it feels familiar to me. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is all coming from the Rita's History website. Their history is a little more guarded than the DeCosmos. I'm not sure why. It was very hard to find information 
consistently for them, but I will hmm. give you what I could get. Okay. When former firefighter Bob Tumalo and his mother began selling Italian ice from their front porch one sweltering summer day, there was no way of knowing that from such humble beginnings would grow an international brand that is still strong over three decades later. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. Tumalo wanted to learn, wanted to earn a little extra income, and his frozen treat business was an instant hit. He named the business after his wife, Rita. Yeah. And while the Tumalos sold the brand in 2005, Rita's has now has approximately 600 units in the U.S. and internationally, and is one of the most beloved frozen treats all around. Mm-hmm. Hmm. "Quote: We still make our fr- we we still make our ice fresh every day using real fruit, and it's still refreshing, still fun, still delicious." Hmm. Side note on the claim they put in. I'm quoting this from their website, mm-hmm. still unlike anything else on the market. I guess they don't consider the DeCosmos on the market? I guess. Because they are also nothing artificial, real fresh fruit. It's the same pitch, but right. 80 years earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so take it how you will. Maybe that's part of why their history is so guarded. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would also like to say that after Google mapping their original locations, they are only an hour apart from each other. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. One is in Philadelphia and the other one is just outside the city of New York in the on the Jersey side. So they are in North Jersey. Okay. And I am getting a little biased here. Mm-hmm. Mike and I have had a discussion several times. On how I think the term water ice, or as the Philadelphians call it, water ice, is very silly. And that's me putting it very nicely. I have stronger feelings about it. (laughs) (laughs) So naturally, I had to do some digging. Wait, may I bring up a point real quick? You may. If you put ice cubes into water, you call it ice water. So if you're Mm -hmm. adding a liquid to something that is almost entirely ice so that it's more like a slushy, would that not logically be water ice? I don't like that. (laughs) But like, because it's not You're not wrong, though. And it's not water with ice. It's ice with water. Because otherwise we would have just popped it in the freezer and let it freeze. This is true. Mm -hmm. So I had to do some digging. Okay. Is this whole episode to prove him wrong? No, he's also right. Yes. I mean, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically in South Philly, Italian immigration was very prevalent. Not to say they weren't all over this area, obviously, mm-hmm. like the DeCosmos. Right. Due to this, they also tried to recreate the Granita. It's, it's a beloved treat, and it's been established many times over in this episode that it's very important to Sicilian and Italian culture. Mm-hmm. So naturally, lots of people are going to try to recreate it. Right. We can't say that it wasn't completely unoriginal. Mm-hmm. So when it started to take root in this area, thanks to Rita's, it was originally named Water Ice due to the full name of the establishment, Rita's Water Ice. Ah. And if you if you look up pictures of the original building that he built for this, uh-huh. it says on the sign, Rita's Water Ice. All right, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, it does indeed, Rita's Water Ice. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't able to get the exact date of when they changed the name, but I think it's about when they started bringing it into the South, which explains why most people in that area still call it water ice. Yeah. The, but the mystery of why the rest of the United States calls it Italian ice and Philly still calls it water ice is still technically remains a mystery mm-hmm. because no one's really come up with a real answer. This is just me guesstimating. Okay. Is that when they bought the brand, water ice probably wasn't going to sell very well, so they rebranded it a little bit. Now it's Rita's ice custard something. Um, I just Googled. It is Rita's Italian Ice and Frozen Custard. There we go. Yep. Which sounds much more decadent, honestly, than water ice. Or ice cream. Again, I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) It is also a heavy topic of discussion on several Reddit boards. Oh, who would have thought? Reddit? Debating (laughs) something intensely? No way. For something as menial as this? Wouldn't have thought. (laughs) And as a special closing statement, I'd like to introduce for the 100 millionth time to share his personal history with water ice. Uh Uh-huh. Mike! Mike! I'm in the hot seat. (laughs) You talk to Allie. Hello. Hello. I have been informed that you have an excellent story about water ice. So, first off, it's water ice. Thank you. (laughs) Water ice. Yeah, you have to say it properly if you're going to call it that. But <laughs> Well, I have news for you. I've called it that, not that, a few times in this episode already. So. All right, well, it's okay to be wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I did defend your point, by the way. Which was what? About for when Julia said that it shouldn't have been called water ice because it doesn't make sense. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but, no, it, Growing up every spring, so specifically, you mentioned Rita's Water Ice? Yes, tell them where you grew up in relation to Philly. All right, yeah, so I grew up in South Jersey, which is the biggest suburb of Philadelphia, and (laughs) it, every spring, the first day of spring, Rita's opens uh, for the entire area, so every Rita's will open, and they usually have some deal, it's like, you get like a free, small water ice, and so we would usually go... I'd go with, like, my dad and my sisters and things like that. They have uh, gelatis, which are, it's their water ice mixed with custard. Uh, or It's, like, a layered type thing. So it's, like, custard on the bottom, water ice, and then custard on top. My dad uh, would always get a mango. Uh, he would call it mungo because he's <laughs> weird. Um, but... No, growing up, it was just an amazing treat to have. I loved going there. I haven't had Rita's in so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of miss it. But so that is a big thing up in Philly, too, is a lot of different nuances when it comes to just regular names for things. So you have water ice for Italian ice. Mm-hmm. I know, I think around like Pittsburgh and like Ohio area, you have like they call water like water fountains bubblers i think uh, or something like that um but so i think they call it that in boston too in boston as well um but like the atm where you go and get money people (laughs) in philly they call that uh they say oh i'm gonna go hit mac um because mac Mac, that's a great question (laughs) uh mac stands for money access center it was a philly based 
ATM company, basically. And they got bought out, but it's just been ingrained into the society and the culture there that they just still say, yeah, I got to go hit Mac to get some money to go get some water ice. And then we're going to go down to the Eagles game. And then like, just going to go down to the vet. Yeah. Oh, that's not there anymore. Um, but nice. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And so we, you touched on uh, Italian ice, but around the Philly area too, did you t- talk about Polish ice at all? No, I don't, no. I don't know Polish ice. Polish ice is a bit more. So when I, when I think Italian ice or water ice, I think it's more airy kind of like you, it ha- it's not as dense. It's granular. It's granular is a good one. Um, <laughs> that was a word we well, used it earlier. stem from the granita. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But so Polish ice was another thing around Philly and it might be around everywhere else. I'm not too sure, but it's, it's more compact. It's, hmm. it, it has, uh, it's still like soft enough to break with a spoon, but it's not as, it, it's denser than Italian ice. Is it more like okay. you have to dig at it with a spoon? Like yes that kind of stuff? and no. It, it it definitely is a different consistency, I would say as well. But I just want more Italian ice now. <laughs> I wonder if then the Italian ice that you can get in the cups at like Walmart are closer to the actual texture of Polish ice. Because that's like maybe it's, it's packed down in there, and you have to kind of like break it and shave at it to get to. Maybe I. Th- I want to say Polish ice might be the brand as well. I'm not too sure. So I, yeah. I definitely have to look that up. Yeah. I see a mini soda in our future. Maybe. I do as well. I see a mini soda in our listeners' future or past. Who knows? We'll never know. We'll never know. But that's awesome. Thanks. This is this is fun to talk on here. This isn't my show. This is yeah. <laughs> this one's not my show. Hi, welcome uh-huh. to our show. <laughs> We could do. We could just keep expanding on podcast topics and have a bajillion podcasts that we all talk on. We're gonna make a network. It's myself and Julia with our wrestling show, which uh-huh. you can get at Learn the Ropes. I was about to say, wait, do you have anything that you want to plug <laughs> since you've yeah. been so generous to come onto our show? Yeah, Learn the Ropes will come back soon. I promise. Let's learn the ropes. <laughs> learn the ropes is where I teach Julia everything I possibly can about pro wrestling, which mm-hmm. is everything because I know almost nothing about pro wrestling. Pro wrestling, but I am getting better. You you are getting better, and I'm proud of you. So, and then y'all have Cream and Sugar. Mm-hmm. Are you <laughs> plugging our own podcast on our podcast? Yeah, go listen to Cream and Sugar right now. Uh, <laughs> if you're not, where are you? Yeah, what are you doing not, in your free time? I stream on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Boy. Uh-huh. What else is going on? Allie and I have talked before about making a podcast, but so we might create a podcast network. Who knows? Yeah. With spooky and tea. Yeah, uh, cruel and unusual was our idea for a name for that. So I might still look into that. Mm-hmm. And then you can also see him on a trivia show every now and then. He's come up on a then. few episodes mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was Geek Bracket. There is Frenemy Trivia. I might try to hop onto Pub Trivia Experience soon. They said that they were possibly doing a wrestling trivia hot seat and i kind of want an an in on that yeah (laughs) so we'll see how that goes Mm -hmm. and you're also on on tiktok right i'm on tiktok just posting clips of twitch (laughs) whenever i get good clips but they're really funny you should check them out yes tiktok slash baney boy i guess i don't know at baney at slash 
I'll make sure to properly plug it. Mm-hmm. We'll get links. I tried to clip something on your stream last night, and it wouldn't let me. Oh. Uh, I think it was you bopping to the start menu. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for coming. I'm always excited yeah, when she's like, course. I'm going to bring Mike on. I'm like, yay! We come full circle. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. yeah. Of course. It's a pleasure to be here. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to get out of y'all's hair. Stay brutal. <laughs> Ditto. Yellow. Yellow. These are warm. <laughs> I googled Polish ice and it looks like it's a whole thing to look into. So that will be oh yes. But with everything now have being said, mm -hmm. that is all that I have on these topics. That was really so well. It was semi-solid. <laughs> <laughs> semi-solid, semi-liquid. It was a solid topic about a semi-solid. And now you have a very easy frozen treat to make. Yeah, I might make a lemon rose one tomorrow. Ooh. We'll see. You'll have to let me know how that goes. Yes, I will. I do have a quiz for us, though. Oh, okay. We are going to decorate our perfect bedroom, which I think is very fitting since I'm about to be decorating my bedroom. And I just love decorating. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll tell you which cold dessert you should eat today. Oh, okay. There was nothing specific about Italian ice or granitas, so I figured this is the closest. That's fair. And it's appropriate. Yeah. I'm going to pretend that I'm actually decorating my office. Okay. I'm going to try to base it off of how I have actually decorated my bedroom or the things on my Pinterest board for my bedroom that I just haven't gotten to yet. Because our my bedroom is our bedroom, and that's something we have to agree on. I'm not decorating our room. I'm decorating my room. Yes. Do it. So, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to pick a color. We have white. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have a blue that's kind of like, like a robin's egg blue. like very. It's like between sky blue and robin blue. Mm -hmm. We have a really nice gray. It's like a brown gray almost. Like it's a warm gray. Yes. It's like a, a gray tabby gray. Yeah. And then we have like a blush pink. Hmm. So quick funny story. When we were painting my bedroom walls, which are a dark navy blue and a much lighter gray than that, um, around the light switch, when we took the light switch cover off, it was that color blue. Interesting. Yeah. Which was quite a choice. I think I'm going to go with the gray because I like gray instead of like a warmer wall, but I also like my bedroom to be dark for sleepy time. Mm -hmm. So I've mentioned before that I want my office to be vaguely Lord of the Rings themed. Mm -hmm. And I really think either the gray or the white's going to go best. Yeah. And instead of going for most interesting, I'm picking gray. All right. Because it goes with the theme. I'm sticking to it. Do it. Pick a bed frame. So we have a traditional iron rod bed. All of these are, well, it, we're going to ignore frame size. Yeah. So we're showing like twins and queens, but it, it's not going to matter. We're going for aesthetic. Yes. So we have a black rod iron bed frame with nothing special or ornate. It's just kind of like has little round pieces. Mm -hmm. We have a solid white. It looks like it's wooden and might have some storage underneath. Mm, we love storage. And it looks like it has a built-in 
box spring, which is nice. Mm -hmm. We have a gray cloth one with a with the buttoned backboard. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what those are called specifically. D divots? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and then we have a wood panel one. It's like a nice finished wood. And it's mm -hmm. almost platform-like. Hmm. I'm going to stick to what my bedroom actually is, which is actually the black frame. Mm-hmm. It goes really well in your bed. Yeah, I like it. I think I'm going to pick the wooden one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. The wooden one is my second choice. It's very nice. It's so pretty. Pick a bedspread. The first one we have is very... Um, Quilt-esque, but very colorful. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to describe that. How would you describe it? Um, it almost looks like if you made a quilt that you also want to look like a mandala. It's yeah. that circular, colorful patterns going out. That's a great way to describe that. Thank you. We have what I could only describe as romantic pirate. I like that. <laughs> so... It's a black rose, uh, no, a black background with pink roses for the main duvet, mm -hmm. and underneath is black white pinstripe. Mm -hmm. And then there's a gold anchor, a bow tie looking pillow, and a skull. And the the lamp is also a, a pirate ship. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting female pirate vibes. Yes. Also, it's a skull crossbones, not just a skull. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Very pirate-esque. Yeah. But like pirate film. Romance pirate. I think that works. Yeah. Romance pirate. <laughs> uh, the next one we have is the same color as that rose pink wall color mm -hmm. as a duvet. It's very fluffy. Um, the underside is white and then it has pink and white accent pillows. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is very dorm. It's... Yeah. The white and gray chevron, all of it. Everything is white and gray chevron, but it's that nice duvet texture. You know so many design terms, and I am so impressed. Really? I'd call that the zigzag stripe. <laughs> it's called chevron. I like it. You're just like, um, this is chevron. And I'm like, ah, the zigzag stripe. <laughs> the zigzag stripe. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> um, none of these are even remotely close to my bedspreads. Because I have a Same. couple like... None of these are even remotely close to what I want. Yeah. I think the closest... If it's springtime, the closest I'm going to go is that blush one that's really fluffy. Because I like the fluffy. Yeah. I had a feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with chevron. Okay. I mean, my sheets are kind of gray and white striped like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pick a desk. These... Okay. Two of these look like Ikea desks. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one is a plain white desk with two drawers, theoretically, right below the tabletop. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There's no cabinets or anything else like that. It's just a, a small desk with drawers. Yep. The next one looks more like a chair. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is a solid piece of wood with wire stand, like wire legs. Mm -hmm. It's very modern, but like nice, like... I don't know what kind of modern that counts as. Um, oh, what's the word? It's like the same modern where you'd have the one exposed brick wall 
and Newton Bonds. Yeah. It's got that vibe. Yeah. The next one is very similar to the first one, except it has a drawer and a cabinet. Otherwise, it's almost identical to mm-hmm. the first one, but it's black. So it's a black desk, very plain, with a drawer and a cabinet. Mm-hmm. And the last one looks like... <sighs> it looks like a piece of glass on top of the legs of, like, a saw table. Yeah. We're going to call this modern <laughs> woodcarver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's it's like a table saw setup, but you have a glass top and metal A-frame legs. Mm-hmm. It's like the nicer version of a card table. Yeah. These aesthetics are all weird. They're all wrong. I'm going to go with the (laughs) white desk, I guess, because I don't need a desk in my bedroom. And that seems like the most appropriate one that I could put a cat litter box under and decorate on top. I'm going to choose the wood one solely because it matches the bed. Yeah. Fair. Pick a seat. Ooh, exciting. Okay. These are actually decently aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Kind of. They're they're still weird. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the first one we have, I'm calling it spider chair. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like a traditional one-seater sofa seat. Mm-hmm. But it has these metal legs that go out in like a spider walking kind of way. Yeah. So black really nice sofa texture metal legs Mm -hmm. the second one is a very modern gray futon it doesn't look like it folds out so i think that's it i guess it's just like a twin size futon um and instead of having a decent back like no futon does (laughs) it has two large pillows yep which it this is not awful looking it's very sleek it looks like it's like a slightly upgraded level of a bench you would put at the end of a bed. Yeah. This really isn't bad. Mm-hmm. The next one. <laughs> we're, uh, this is like cowboy recliner. Or like cowboy lawn chair. Cowboy dorm room is the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Cowboy dorm room. So, you know those. You know how like like lawn chairs fold up into like one center piece and like you shove them into a bag to transport. Yep. It's like that kind of chair where it has a a big back, no arms and just chair and it's completely brown leather. Mm -hmm. It's weird. I got a big back and little arms. I don't know how well (laughs) thought out this plan was. (laughs) And of course we have a huge beanbag. Black. Suede, maybe? Maybe. I'm gonna go uh, with the spider chair, as you so lovingly called it. Purely <laughs> because most of the things in my room are dark navy to black, and also I can curl up sideways in that chair. That's a nice chair. I don't hate it. I'm gonna take the futon. It, it, it could be loved. I could yeah. make it work. I think the futon is a nice, like, you sit to put your shoes on or something, but it also is a lovely, I'm going to throw all of my clothes here. Yeah. 
<laughs> Pick a nightstand. We have a black nightstand that strangely matches the spider chair <laughs> in the leg style. We have spider nightstand, too. Yeah, in stance. Um, basically, it's a two-drawer nightstand, and then it has a base that's just like, if you put a nightstand on top of a table, mm-hmm. it's got that kind of vibe, but it's not tall like like a table. It's that kind of base. Yeah. The second one we have is metal question mark i'm gonna go yes because of the way it's reflecting yeah i was about to say it's that or very shiny wood Mm -hmm. um i believe it is a dark gray metal nightstand or black depending on the lighting because it's not really well photographed Mm -hmm. um it's just pretty plain with one drawer and then below it it has like a little shelf like an open air shelf that you can just like put little things on the next one is kind of the, the like, seven-year-old girl's modern version of that. It's uh-huh. plain white, has one drawer and that same little shelf, but it's very easily decorated. You might find it in a bedroom set kind of vibe. The last one looks like if you turned a mailbox, a wooden mailbox, into a nightstand. The last one looks like... Um... Was it Amazon? Kind of looks like Wally. Yeah, I was gonna say, was it Amazon that had the ads where it was the little cardboard box guy running around? Yes. Yeah. It looks so. This okay. Imagine a wood box, <laughs> and inside the wood box, hollow wood box, like I'm talking square uh, planks that made a square. Yes. And inside these planks that made a square, at the bottom, like sitting inside the box is a drawer. So you have a little area above the drawer that you could put things in, and then you have a drawer, and it sits on a very low platform. It looks yeah. like it's it's TV-shaped. It is TV-shaped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one of those are you picking? Um, I'm going to go with the seven-year-old girl's bedroom because it matches the <laughs> desk. For no other reason. So sorry. <laughs> I am not giving I'm not being kind with these with this quiz. Well, it's like design a bedroom with pieces that are completely unrelated to each other almost. Right? Yeah. Um I'm going to go with I'm going to go with spider one. All right. That first one. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's standing guard. These are cool. Ooh. Okay. Pick a pick a wall decor piece. We have a twisty man painting mm-hmm. is the best way I can describe it. It's a little stick figure doodle kind of-esque, but the middle is all twisted up, mm-hmm. like spring-like, and he's dancing around and jiggling. And it's all bold colors, so yellow, a weird green, and bright pink. It's like yellow, teal, and um, fuchsia. Some, yeah, big, <laughs> big, big colors. Mm-hmm. The next one is a very clean marble clock. It has the marble background and gold hands and no numbers. Mm-hmm. Those make me angry because I can't tell the time when there's no numbers. Understandable. Uh, the next one is a very plain mirror with a gold trim. Very simple. Very elegant. Mm-hmm. And the last one is a very colorful painting, like oil pastel type painting or screen painting of a 
golden retriever or yellow lab shaking water off of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm torn between the mirror and the clock. Do you have a preference between those two? Yes, the mirror. Okay, then I will take the <laughs> clock. <laughs> Pretty sure you have a clock that's like that. Uh, I had a, uh, that navy blue one that I gave you is probably the clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It had numbers, though. Um, so you'll take the clock. Mm-hmm. Pick a pillow! We love a pillow. Our chevron design is back. <laughs> but it's straight out of middle school maxi skirt colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have mint green, white, and, ch- like, a charcoal gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically just a zigzaggy pillow. We have a coral pillow. It's just, and I don't mean like the animal. I mean, the pillow is coral colored. That's it. Is coral an animal? Yes. Okay. They're polyps. Cute. They die. Well, that could put them in plant territory, but they're, they're animals. I was debating coral as animal versus plant. It's debated they're both, but mostly animal. Okay. The next one is kind of like a watercolor version of um, camellia flowers is what it reminds me of. Yeah. Um, Not to be confused with camellia sinensis. They are within the same family, Mm -hmm. but these are different. These are like lawn ornamental flowers. Yeah. But they're really pretty. It's like a, that coral color again and then a fuchsia color and it's pretty greens and teals. Mm-hmm. Really nice. And then the last one is your stereotypical popular high school girl fluffy white pillow. Like it's it's fur, but right. not fur fur. It's that fur texture. Yeah. You might also find this in the same room that's decorated like Paris. Yeah, I could see that. See, I... I think I'm gonna, out of these four, go for the fluffy one for no other reason than in my bedroom, I sometimes like to use imagery of clouds for sleeping in nighttime. Oh, yeah. And that's gonna be You the also had a whole Earth theme going on. Yes, that's true. I do have my big picture of my big canvas of the Earth. What'd you sent in your streaks this morning? Nope, that was just for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you used a cool frame and I was like, ooh, that'd be cool with a bunch of the Earth all over it. <laughs> all the earth <laughs> my room doesn't match yeah that's the that's the struggle here we're gonna go with high school chevron because it'll look good on the couch okay maxi skirt chevron <laughs> oh i didn't actually pick yours okay wow pick a rug <laughs> these are odd we have <sighs> so you know those ink blot tests? Oh, is that the direction you're Hold on, wait, there's a whole there's a whole thing going on. Okay, okay. Yes, I know the ink blot I test. want you to combine ink blot test with rubber stamp and a zebra. <laughs> okay. Or if a pig shaped like or no, a zebra shaped like a pig did a belly flop into the water, this is what it would leave. Mm, <laughs> this kind yeah. of pattern. Yeah. Um, basically, it looks like a rubber stamp of a zebra on a leather carpet. I literally can't tell what the texture is. If you look at it the right way, uh, the stripes up top make it look like a hippo. Like the two dots are yeah. nostrils. And then it's going her at you. 
I don't like the thing that's going on in the middle. I wasn't going to talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It looks vaguely feminine. We'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. This um, is my fertility the next hippo. one. <laughs> yeah. Fertility hippo disguised as zebra. <laughs> the next one is actually quite tasteful. Mm-hmm. We have hexagons. No. What's the one with yeah. six sides? Hexagon. Hexagons. Yeah. Heptagon right. Because the other one's an octagon and a heptagon. And a pentagon. Okay. Oh, that one's five. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) We have navy and white hexagons in like a beehive formation. It's really pretty. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The next one we have is a shag gray carpet. Mm Mm-hmm. Somewhere between shag and low-lying. Yeah. And then the last one matches the cloud pillow. It's round and it has the same fur. Yep. I'm going to um, just, I guess, kind of fully pivot away from what my actual bedroom is with the, I have all the dark tones for sleepy time and I'll just match my pillow. So I'll go with the, the cloud rug. Knowing yeah. it's not going to stay clean for very long, but that's okay. I'm realizing this whole room scheme that I've got going on doesn't match at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pick the hexagons because mm-hmm. I like them. That's fair. Lastly pick one more piece to tie the room together. I don't know how that's possible at this point, but here we are. Tie it together with one thing. None of these things tie any of this together. Mm-mm. We have the lamp from Pixar. Mm-hmm. Um, is the best way to describe it. It's gray and it's metal and that's it. It's a lamp. It's a tall lamp, I think. <laughs> but it, it has the bendy arm. And if it could speak, it would go wanka, wanka, wah. um a succulent Mm. a dachshund bookend holder Mm -hmm. where the dachshund is split in half head and tail (laughs) yeah um not to be confused with hot dog style it was a split hamburger (laughs) style believe it or not you can have the top part (laughs) and the last one is what looks like homemade pink and blue candles in mason jars the perfect aesthetic to tie all these things together i'm good i'm just gonna go to my default and get a succulent i am 100 percenting percenting i am 100 percent getting this book end i love dachshunds i think they're adorable All, All right. this to figure out what kind of frozen treat we want. <laughs> Which, by the way, the answer it gave for you has no description. Same. All right. Do we want to say it on three? Sure. All right. Okay. One, two, three. Ice milkshake. Pot. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> milkshake. Yeah. There's a no description. It just says milkshake. Yep. Yours just says ice pop. And it looks like yeah. maybe strawberry. But we could also say watermelon if we wanted to. There's an Oreo one. There's a pretzel and caramel one. Mm -hmm. There's a s'mores one. There's a typical like chocolate sundae one. There's a banana pudding or pineapple. I can't tell. And the other one looks like coffee. Oh, neato. Yeah. (laughs) I'm down for that. Yours is just um, strawberry and strawberry and strawberry and strawberry, 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 and also a strawberry. Love it. Excellent. 
Mm-hmm. I do like ice pops. Yeah, they're pretty good. Is it the the kind that's like in the plastic, or is it like the push pop, or is it's it like a, on a popsicle stick? It's on a popsicle stick. It's the kind that looks Yum. like um, like a dreamsicle kind of shape. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, then, anyways, that is everything I have for granitas, aka Italian ice, aka Polish ice? Question mark, aka yum. Yeah. I oh, aka water ice. Water Sorry. ice. Yes. I agree. Very yum. So, Allie, do you know what's next? Um, let's see. We're gonna be in fall. Is there anything fall that we haven't dis- that we haven't discussed yet? S'mores. Yeah. Did um, we wait? Did we do s'mores? Did we? Or did I just make a s'mores coffee? You know what we haven't talked about? What? Maple. <gasps> yes. Maybe maybe Maple we'll, is my favorite. Maybe we'll do something maple related. A drink or maybe we'll try like a maple dessert. Something I, very cozy. Maple is one of my favorite flavors. As a matter of fact, there's a maple coffee that doesn't taste anything like maple, but it smells amazing when you make it. Mm-hmm. You can get it at Walmart during the fall. Did you ever find that maple butter? From Aldi? No. Isn't that what it was that you were looking for? I don't remember. They had some kind of nut butter that you really liked one time. And it was like back when you lived at Patriot's Hollow, I think. And then every time we went to Aldi, we looked for it. It was just like maple peanut butter or something. It was. It was maple peanut butter. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't seen that in ages. Hmm. That stuff was amazing. Man. Um, you know what vaguely tastes like maple? Hmm. The toffee Oreos. Oh, okay. It's really strange. They're very yeah. maple forward. I don't even know what toffee tastes like, but if it's maple, I might like toffee. You know what's going to be fun when we do a maple episode? What? I don't especially like maple. <gasps> you don't? I don't. Not on its own. Oh, I don't mind like maple I'm flavor. Sorry. But like, well, no, it's fine. I don't hate it. It's just like, if I could choose between maple syrup and honey to put on my pancakes, I'm going to do honey. Really? Yeah. Just like a light drizzle of honey. Mm-hmm. My mom puts Cairo syrup on it. I've never actually had that, I don't think. Not on its, it's own. It's not bad. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. It's a corn syrup. But anyway, yeah. I think. Maybe. I'll figure out something maple for us to do. Yay! I'm so excited. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Because we're going to be in autumn. Woo! (laughs) As always, I'd like to thank all of our listeners and all of our sources. Whoa, excuse me, BuzzFeed. (laughs) All of our our sources will be in the episode notes. This includes the research sources, the quiz, and the recipes, thanks to 196.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find our podcast at webrewgood.com because we're cool like that. Or yeah, we are. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Basically, wherever you go looking for a podcast, we're probably there. Yeah. You can also find us on social media on our Facebook, Instagram, and TikToks at webrewgood. Or you can send us an email at webrewgood at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Hey, Allie. Hey, Julia. 
Do you know what guinea pigs can have? What? Oh, wait a minute. I looked this up earlier. It's what the cats can have it. I don't know about guinea pigs. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) That's two episodes in a row where we're like, wait a second. I have to Google it. I was ready for this one, too. And then I realized I looked it up about cats. Oh, that's okay. Cats can have it. It knew what I was going to (laughs) ask. It's learning. Do you know what guinea pigs can have? What can they have? Watermelon. Hey, nice. Which is strangely what I've been craving and what I made my recipe with this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. According to PreciselyPets.com, guinea pigs can eat small amounts of watermelon as a treat about once a week. Stick to a small one-inch cube of red fruit per serving. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of inches of the rind. Oh, okay, I understand. Or a couple of inches at the rind at a time. An entire watermelon is edible. Oh, that's cool. Guinea pigs should not eat watermelon every day, though, however, due to their high content sugar. Sugar content. <laughs> this sugar is high content. It has quality <laughs> YouTube videos, excellent background music, and fantastic editing still- skills. My God. Sills. I it. Still. <laughs> mm, spices. Mmm, spices. <laughs> that's cool, though. I love it when we find something guinea pigs can have. I know, right? Well, I have a ton of it in the fridge. (laughs) Now all you need is a guinea pig. (laughs) Points. Looks pointedly at cat. Speaking of which, cats can also have watermelon since we are cat lovers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, They don't recommend it having it all the time. It is not directly harmful, but it's also not part of their daily diet. So you can use it as a treat every now and then. Probably about the same as guinea pigs, maybe once a week, if that. Mm-hmm. And that's if your cat is willing to eat it. My cats are picky. I don't know if they would. I tried to get my cats to eat it. They didn't want it. Yeah. My cats would probably be like, uh. I got a sniff and I got a face rub. That's what I usually get from um, Chadwick. If he doesn't want to eat it, he rubs on my hand. Like, thanks, hmm. but no thanks. I'll pass. Mm-hmm. Chapel just makes it I appreciate and the offer. <laughs> but yeah, you know, they say that one of the things that can uh, really affect the way that you look and the way that other people in, like interpret your aesthetic is just how happy you are. So maybe if you continue to give your watermelon treats to your cats and your guinea pigs, it will help them stay, stay brutal. It's a long way around, but we got there. <laughs> Watermelon makes me happy. Maybe I'm prettier when I eat watermelon. <laughs> I don't think it's possible for you to be any prettier than you already are. Aw, stop it. No. You're so sweet. <laughs> like the watermelon. Yeah. And we're back. Da 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 da. Bow. Back to the beginning of the episode, everybody. Let's go. One more time. <laughs> <laughs>